podcast contains views and thoughts that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Spoiler content will be included in this podcast, so if you do not want to be spoiled, you might want to wait until the podcast hits the archives. Accordingly, the thoughts and views of our hosts or callers do not reflect the views of the Missy AE podcast or any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Missy AE Podcast. Tonight, we bring to you the finale edition of the Matt and Jag Recap Show, where we will discuss the entire 100-day season as a whole of a record-setting season, might I add, uh, of Jag Baines's official record-setter for a Big Brother win, and... God knows we have a we have a lot on the table tonight. Uh we have of course we're gonna recap the whole season. Uh we will talk about what mistakes may have taken place last night, uh maybe some cringe worthy moments. I know there were quite a few. Uh obviously we were doing the Survivor Pod last night, so I had to actually go back and rewatch some of this shit earlier today. Oh, God, some of the cringe. Uh, We will also discuss a new thing that they introduced last night called the Big Brother Reindeer Games, whatever the hell that means. Uh, And obviously, uh, you know, everybody's wondering, where was the Matt and Jag recap show last week? Well, quite frankly, we figured rather than insulting your intelligence and having to basically say the same old shit over and over and over again for about two or three hours. You could have basically just listened to our last recap show and gotten pretty much the same result. Because uh, quite frankly, nothing happened last week. So uh, we figured we would save it all for the finale edition tonight. And we would 
pretty much get everything out there for the final version of this of this podcast and not sure yet whether or not we will do a reindeer games podcast considering it's two weeks i'm going to say probably not maybe we'll do one podcast on that in general but other than that i really don't see any reason to do it uh but we have Reggie and we have Melissa uh, joining us as always tonight. And I know people in Whispers are listening. Uh, you can feel free to call in at 657-383-1308 for the finale edition of uh, Big Brother 25. I know that. Oh, I'm sorry, the Matt and Jag show. I know there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of opinions about last night's finale. Uh, Melissa, I know you in particular were, uh, sh- shall I say, very saddened based off of uh, your rea- your live reaction last night to uh, Matt essentially fumbling the ball. Well, <laughs> this is how I see it, all right? I was really, really worried there for a little bit that Jag was not even going to take him, okay? So when he actually did, I was happy about that. I was happy to see him in the final thinking. Matt would have Sari and Felicia and Corey in America, and he would win, okay? And hearing that I, I didn't get, because I was on the pod last night too, I watched the first hour, but then I was like bits and parts of the second. And um, I didn't really see all of the jury questions and the jury speeches, et cetera. So when I watched it back, you know, all season I've been saying, if Matt can't win it, I want Jag to win. I wouldn't be mad. But after watching that shit, I am mad. I'm mad. Because Jag lied. He lied, not only in his jury questions, but in his jury speech. And then I went to turn on a interview with him, and he was lying to us. I'm like, okay, I couldn't even take it. I had to turn it off. Throughout this whole season, Matt, yeah, he won the the pass to power and saved Jag from eviction, but he saved him so many times. You can't even believe how many times that man saved Jag. Matt cleaned up all of his messes, was constantly going behind Jag, cleaning up all of his messes, because if you remember... Throughout this whole season, Jag has sucked. He has sucked at this game. Um, Believing lies and disbelieving truths, and I I, I can't even... Matt has been the one that has seen what is going on, and when he gets a whiff of something, he would go... And he would talk to people. 
and he would clean it all up. And it's just like they were saying. He made it to where you just believed Matt. You had to believe Matt. Even when he was lying to your face, you believed him. You really liked Matt. And you listened to him. And he was able to, through his social game, steer that boat. And um, I don't know. I think all in all, Matt won when he felt like he really needed to win. He had the best social game. He was able to change people's minds, steer clear of not only himself, but Jag, then saving Jag, and I just think that he deserved that win. He really did. And I don't know what, I haven't listened to the interviews with Corey in America to what changed their minds. I don't know if anybody else has. But um, he so deserved that. He just so deserved that win. Because he, all in all, yeah, Jag won competition. That's all he did. He won competition. But Matt was the one that got him to the end. Right. And, you know, I, I don't even think they even did interviews with uh, with Corey in America. Uh, I'm not even... I'm not even sure if they if they even did them because so far the only ones I had seen were uh, Bowie, Matt, Jag, and Cameron. Uh, so you know, I I did find it kind of odd that well, you know, I I guess I can't really say odd because when you consider uh, the interactions in the house, most of their interactions were with Jag. As, a, as opposed to Matt. So I can't really mm. say I'm that shocked that they went with uh, that they went with Jag over Matt. Uh, however, you know, it became abundantly clear to me that really the only thing that Matt had to his credit, despite, you know, having a great social game and uh, having one when he needed to, the only thing he really had to his credit was, oh, I, I saved Jag. That's, and that's basically what his entire, uh, the entire jury questions and even his jury speech, it was basically all about why he felt Jag should win as opposed to him, I felt. Because well, if, you, if you want to win this game, you don't continuously talk about how you saved the person sitting next to you. And well, I was, yeah, I go was ahead. really happy. I, I was really happy that they brought up, uh, Blue brought up the fact that uh, Jag had been saved by Matt. And uh, I forget. I forget. Wh- uh, you know who it was addressed to. If it was addressed to Matt or Jag, um, I think it was addressed to Matt uh, as far as to why they should vote for him over the person that that he saved. And he just didn't have 
a real answer. Like most of his answers were, were, oh, we did everything collectively. We made every single decision collectively. And I just kind of felt like, well, that basically negates any chance that Matt pretty much has. Yeah, he um, he was not prepared for sure. I think Matt um, pretty much thought that if he could get to the end, that he would win. If he could get in that final two, he would win. I think <clears throat> I think he was under the understanding all he needed to do was show up. But I, I honestly think that he thought that his social game had got him to where he was. Um, he he was not prepared in the least. So he he wasn't able to articulate. He really wasn't able to articulate his game. No. As where Jag, Jag sat there for hours, hours, thinking of all the lies he was going to tell. Okay. And how okay. he was going to be. And it's like, um, it's like Karen had said in a pod that I listened to. He said, he um, throughout the whole game had pretty much been trying to act like other people have acted in the past in the game. And he knew that he had to have a powerful, a really powerful jury speech handy. And so he gets up there and, and he just lies. I single-handedly did this. I single-handedly, I find all of your eviction, you know, and that's just not true. It's not true at all. So um, a lot of those evictions were set up pretty much by everybody else but him. Yeah, but at the same time, at the same time, though, you know, he gets the benefit of being able to take credit for those evictions, considering the fact that, I mean, we didn't really see anybody else speak up. We didn't see anybody from the jury speak up to uh, to negate his claims. No, you did not. However, um they're not really able to talk to him after they have voted or after he's made his jury speech and stuff, they really can't say shit to him. Once they've asked their questions, that's the end. Right? Yeah, true. That's true. But, but I, I, I mean, just, just to go based off of previous seasons, uh, we have seen it previously where they where the jury has been able to correct something that uh that a member had said that somebody had said like for example okay. in previous in previous seasons uh if jag had said something like he like he did here um somebody like Cameron or Corey uh, would be able to correct him. 
hmm. in previous seasons. Okay, I don't remember any specifics, but I'm I don't know. I can't remember. You know, I, I, I can't I, remember where that's happened before. Well, I'm just I'm just saying that I I think I think it speaks volumes, the fact that nobody even bothered to correct it. Yeah, and the the thing is, is if um, Matt couldn't even come back and rebuttal. He had to give his speech, True. and then Jag went in behind him and gave his speech. The thing that killed Matt really was that he could not articulate. He was not prepared, and that cost him the seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Right. Did Jag? Did Jag really deserve that seven hundred and fifty thousand? Well. <clears throat> he did win all those comps, but that's just about it. He won comps. But he sucked at the game. He sucked at everything else. And one of the reasons why I think um, Cameron was so gung-ho on Jag, A, because Jag was winning comps, which Cameron obviously thought was the the most important thing, um, but also because he felt the most betrayed by Matt because Matt, he considered Matt his buddy. He was very, um, he loved Matt. He would have taken Matt over Jag any day up until he felt betrayed by Matt and then that was the end. So, I don't know. Well, I felt it seemed kind of odd that, uh, you know, that that he was so gung-ho specifically about, um, you know, about, about Jag being, uh, being the winner. Yeah. I did feel it was kind of odd that, uh, you know, I, it, it, that's the thing. This is the thing that kind of pisses me off. You know, it's kind of funny because uh, in the Whispers games, I always used to be like this huge competitor, uh, you know, in terms of competitions and whatnot. And I find it funny that, you know, all of a sudden now the actual game itself has turned into more of a are you a competition type of person versus – uh, it seems like competitions care more as opposed to strategy and social game now all of a sudden. Like last season, everybody thought, oh, the strategy and social, or, you know, the social game was back on top when Taylor won. Uh, but really, mm-hmm. I, and this is, an unpo- this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel that Taylor won because people were afraid of being canceled. Um, maybe, maybe not. I certainly was happier that she won over Monty because Monty was such a, an ass. 
Um, wait a minute, never mind. I, I completely forgot that she was up against Monty. Uh, yeah, never yeah. mind. Scratch that. Um, but you know, there are still there are still some people who believe that Taylor didn't deserve to win over Monty. Oh, she certainly she certainly did. She certainly did. But uh, you know, as as far as you know, th- there was a lot of people who were pissed off about how Jag was speaking, and I know, uh, I know, Reggie, you were in the uh, you were in the live chat last night. Um, you know, obviously, I had everything on mute, so I couldn't really understand. Uh, I, you know, I really couldn't hear what was being said. Everybody was saying that he was practically yelling on Twitter. It didn't seem like he was yelling when I read. When I rewatched it today, well, I think he was louder uh, than normal and tried to make a point, like he was more gruff, like, "Listen at me, right. I did this and I did that, and blah blah blah." It's it wasn't his usual humble self. I was not impressed with his speeches. I was not impressed with how he handled. Um, you know, it was like, "Oh yeah, that's my buddy. He's my ride or die. He's my minute man." But. I did this and I did this, you know, it was like, and even today I just glanced at several of his interviews and I turned back because it was like, Oh, I planned it out. I did. You are lucky to have your ass in there because you've been voted out 10 zip. So yeah, I, I mm-hmm. was over it. I, I wanted Matt to win. At first I wanted yeah. Matt to win until he got, as the weeks went on, he got more aggressive. He got become more of a bully he was all, you know, and it was like, I voted you out. I I did this. I did this. You know, I don't know. I was not. I agree. I agree with you, especially you, in the last two weeks. And it's yeah. one of the reasons why I just stopped doing the updates is because that's all that Jag and Bowie and and they were the two worst ones. That's all they were doing was, you know, trying to come up with ways. I mean, like, for instance, they were so worried about Felicia winning in the final four that they were going to try and keep her up all night so that she was so exhausted that she couldn't do anything, you know, and... They called it Operation Pressure Cooker. And people were saying, And why does everything need a name? That just irks my butt. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah, I I get it. And, um, And another thing was that people were saying, and Matt, it's like, well, Matt would go in there and he would say, um, he'd kind of agree with them and maybe, you know, try to be part of the thing by saying, oh, yeah, like, Corey and America are going to be really um, jealous because they don't know about the the letter I got from Riley and, you know, well, I don't know. But anyway, let's just put it this way. <clears throat> Matt may have been in the room and he may have agreed 
here and there, but he was also in, you know, trying to win the game. So <laughs> he wasn't going to go against them and say, yeah, cut it out, obviously. don't be so – well, actually, he did point out. He actually did point out a couple of times, you know, we're being bullied. We're kind of bullying people. <clears throat> He's the one that called it out. When, you know, he was going, Jag was going on and on about how he was bullied and it's okay if we bully because we were bullied first. And But he gave like 10 times what he got, actually. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He was just jag-ass yeah. nasty at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. but don't you don't you think that maybe perhaps he was only just uh he that uh Matt kind of felt sorry only because of the fact that they got talked to by the diary room? I don't think so. I think Jag did. I you know, I don't know. I think um yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you notice, um, when as soon as soon as they, uh, you know, as soon as they got back from from one of the diary room sessions, it's like all of a sudden their their whole entire uh, attitude that they had did like a complete one eighty. It was like, oh my, you, you know what? You know, maybe maybe we shouldn't be uh, we we shouldn't be uh acting the way we are right now. Well, I had told you that for sure I think Jag got talked to. Because remember when you were saying that he was going to be um, evicting Matt and then suddenly he comes out of the diary room and he doesn't evict Matt? Yeah. And I think that in that diary room that he was in, which, by the way, <clears throat> the one that he did on Saturday, was it? I can't remember. It was like three hours. But then on the the actual day that he was going to do the evict, you know, evict the, at the final four, he was, went into the diary room. He was in there for about 30-ish minutes. When the feeds went down, and um, then it turns out that he down, and when they came back up, you know, he had evicted Felicia, but (coughs) when he came out from the three-hour DR, he was still on par to, or still going to evict Matt. But when he came out right. of that DR, then suddenly his whole attitude had changed. And I think, and I, I told you this before, that's when I think they told him, dude, you need to think about maybe how you're being perceived, you know, by America, the way you're acting and all that kind of stuff. Because that's when he changed quite a bit. It wasn't necessarily Matt that did the changing. It was jag but one of the problems the thing is is that 
Jag was like, and I played this game with integrity and loyalty and blah, blah, blah. No, you got up there and bald-faced lied to these people. And now you're lying to America. And you, wanna, and you want to do your, how do you, how do you say it, the sick? Seek community seek or sick? I don't seek. know. I don't know. They he, okay. He called it sick, seek. so he would know better. Well, and it's like you really think you did them proud by going up there and lying the way that you did, and that forcefulness, like I evicted all of you. I'm bathing in your blood, and but <coughs> it's flat out lies. And well, it was fair, almost like I he was even whole... bullying the jury. Do what's right. You know? It's like Reggie said. Right. He was being very forceful and very nasty. But to be to be fair, though, I think the whole bathing, uh, you know, I'm bathed in your blood comment that he made was mainly pretty much to say, you know, I'm the one responsible for all of you uh being on that jury you know he was i'm not trying to i'm not trying to defend him you know for for how he spoke but to me it just seemed like he was basically trying to reiterate that it wasn't anybody you know uh it wasn't matt that was responsible for you for 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 you being where you are right now i'm the one that was responsible it's like he he was basically trying to own up to, you know, the fact that they, that, that he was the reason why that they were there. Yeah, but he wasn't completely. No, but at the same time, he was. Matt, Matt got him to change his mind a lot. On what, on what in particular, which, uh. Because I can't, honestly I can't remember which uh, which boots did he uh, did Matt get him to change his mind? Well, when well he um, when Matt did not agree with what Jag was about to do, he would talk him into doing something different, doing something else. Like like uh, what one what ones in particular do you remember? Um, geez, Steve. Um, let me see here. I heard several instances when I watched back the um, the season recap that went from. The very, very beginning from week one all the way up to the end. <coughs> and sometimes he would be able to change his mind, other times he wouldn't. He was very adamant about this has got to be done, and it's just like, 
I know Matt has changed his mind on some of them. But I did not write them down. I did not write them down. I'm having a senior moment. Because honestly, all I, I know, I Steve, I all I know myself. is that Jag was not responsible for every single handedly getting them evicted. He may have won a lot of comps, but that doesn't make him a uh, one of the most. How what did he call himself? The most strategic, whatever big brother player ever. Please. Right. He referred all all, to. Uh... I, he refer I believe he referred to himself uh he referred to his game in particular as one of the most strategic uh one of the most strategic or no. He said he was one of the most strategic players of the season. He didn't and specifically false. say And yeah, that's he didn't false. specifically say, Right. But what I'm saying, though, is, is that he didn't specifically say, you know, it was that he was one of the most of all time. Um, I don't know. The but thing, is, the thing is, is that is that Matt would go and he would make these connections with people. He would go and he would get the ball rolling, like, for instance, with Cameron and his connection with Cameron. And they brought in Jag and, you know, um, his connection with Sari and bringing in Jag and, you know, his connection with, <clears throat> did you know that his, his the connection um, started out as Bowie and Matt had a really good connection and bringing her in with them. And, I mean, Matt did a lot. Matt did a lot. A lot more than Jag did. Do you remember how we used to say, oh, my God, this man, he does not know how to play this game. Ugh. He was horrible. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Now, now that now that you mention that, I remember how we used to, uh, you know, how we were ragging on him for uh, for how for how he seemed basically lost throughout most of the entire first part of the game until he got unanimously evicted. Well, even then, even after he got evicted and came back, he was pretty bad. Socially, he sucked at that game. His jury management was horrible. And, I mean, I I don't even... And I defended the man. If you remember, I was defending him, saying, well, you know... um, 
he wanted to play a loyal game. He wanted to have an alliance and blah, blah, blah. And he wanted to get to the bottom of why, you know, what was going on. And for instance, the seven deadly sins and he wouldn't let it go. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, I remember, I remember how you, uh, how you were a vehement defender of him. I was, I was defending him. And now I'm like, Oh my God, what was I thinking? (laughs) All I can say is going into today or going into that finale I was like, if Matt can't win, I hope, you know, Jag wins, blah, blah, blah. And now that Jag has won, just based on those jury questions and his speech, I wish he wouldn't have won. I'm not happy that he won. That completely changed my mind. It completely changed my mind about him. Yeah, you know that that's that's almost the uh, the prime example of be careful what you wish for. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you oh. know, I think everybody thought. I think everybody thought if Matt could get to the final two, he would win. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I was one of those people. I was one mm-hmm. of those people that also felt that, that he would win if he, got, if he got to the final two. However, I was not expecting uh, the major dud of a performance that he put on at, uh, yeah. at the final two. Yeah. He just could not articulate it. He could not. He wasn't prepared. He couldn't articulate it. You couldn't, I mean, you know, you what know, was your biggest move of saving there, him? No. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. What was your biggest move of saving Jag? No. If he had gone in there and said, my social game was spot on. Oh, my God. Um, my social game was spot on. I created bonds with all of you. And this was to get myself and Jag in a good spot in the house, <clears throat> in a good spot in, you know, all of the, all of that stuff that I did, I did to get Jag and I to the end. You know? I won when yeah, I, I felt think like I had needed to win. I, I won when I thought I needed to win, and... You know, all of that stuff, he probably would have won still. I think he would have had a better chance at least. Yeah, but you know what? I think they all went in there um, knowing what they were going to do. I think they already had their minds made up when they went in there. Yeah, most juries do. You know, Jim has said it before. Uh, especially going uh, going from Survivor, you know, most most juries often know ahead of time who they're voting for. I mean, you take yeah. a look at you take a look at what some of them said. 
during uh, their speech, you know, of why, of who they're voting for, you know, why they're voting for a specific person. And a lot of them said either, uh, you know, in Bowie's case or uh, turns out her real name is Miranda. Uh, in Bowie's case, she said that, oh, I'm voting for who I, t- who I promised I would vote for. Uh, and uh, what's her name? Uh, America made reference to uh, to Jag's chicken suit when casting her vote. And technically, if she casts her vote for that, that means that obviously Corey's going to do the same. Um, yeah. Uh, Sari pretty much telegraphed her vote by saying that everybody knows I always vote loyally, and this is gonna this is gonna be another one of those cases. Um, I forget I forget what I forget what Felicious was, but a lot of the votes were very telegraphed that you could you could very easily tell uh ahead of time you know just based off of what they were saying like who they're voting for like oh oh they're voting for jagger oh oh Ceri's voting for for matt you know it just i just thought uh, i just thought that he had based off of the round um the round table and everything, I thought for sure Corey and America would vote for Matt. I really did. Yeah. Because Corey had know, been we, saying we, that Matt by far played the better game. That's true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you remember, uh, they said that he, that they would need to see him own his game. Corey in particular said that. Yeah. So I think maybe I just per, maybe think... perhaps they went in, maybe perhaps they went in wanting to vote for Matt, but after, after seeing the performance that he put up, uh, you know, with the jury questions, they may have just changed their minds. Yep. And that and that's sad because he just couldn't articulate his game. I think right. he was just I think uh I don't know, I think he just wanted to say, Hey, we did this together. I don't I would be curious to see his real feelings on the way Jag did that. Um Yeah. Reg, Reggie, what are your when, thoughts on Matt's, uh, on Matt's performance last night? Well, I don't think he knows how to speak as well as Jag did. Um, I think, you know, I'm not, I don't want to put it on him not being able to hear. I just don't think he was as schooled. You know, he is a deaf person and he was a swimmer. Speaking is not his forte. He, and he even said in one interview, the one I did kind of listen to, that he was uh, very unprepared for the jury's questions, that he he uh, didn't, you know, he thought of stuff afterwards or something like that. So, and I know, and Jag, on, on Nasty Jag's interview, 
spots because I would listen and then I'd go forward. And that, that one for nine minutes, that lady, he said that he practiced and thought about what he was going to say. It was with that mm-hmm. lady um, that he was going to, he practiced and he thought about what he was going to say. He knew exactly what he was going to say in almost all scenarios. So Jag, you know, he, all along, you know, he, when he was possibly, which he was in the last two seats, he knew um, he had planned and plotted for this, which is okay, I guess, but it's like, oh, you want to have everybody believe how close you and Matt are, but you went for the throat. You went for the juggler. You didn't give a rat's ass about him sitting there. You didn't even sugarcoat it. You know, I, I guess I just, I, I felt Jag did not have to be so blatantly a bully and um, I don't know. I, that's what I thought. I agree with you, Reggie. Thank I really you. do. I, I think you. that, I think, go ahead. I have nothing more. I didn't say anything. Mm. I just, I agree with you. I think um, it's, if you watched Matt throughout the whole season, he didn't really like to be, big crowds are not his forte. He doesn't like to be around a lot of people at once. Mm-hmm. Um, he really liked one-on-ones or maybe one other person. And he was able, he'd have one on one side that he could hear out of the best and the other one sitting in front of him. So he could hear and he could read the lips. And so he was able to keep up pretty much with what people were saying. Um, and, but when it got to be more than that, what it really sounded to him like was, and he yeah. couldn't make anything out. And he would get up and he'd walk out. He'd just get up and walk out of the room or he'd just lay back and and turn his, if he would turn off his hearing aid and he would lay back on the bed and wouldn't even try to listen because it would just drive him crazy. So, um, you're right. He was not, he's not used to being a speaker. He's not used to, to all of that. And with Jag, and I'm not exactly sure what Jag's occupation is, but I do know that. He owns a trucking business, doesn't he? He owns a trucking business, I thought. Oh, Okay. But I also know that he works with the Special Olympics. Yes. So um, I think that he he's just used to talking to people. And you would think that his social game would be a lot better. Mm-hmm. But he, <clears throat> he was able to articulate. He was able to articulate the whole thing a lot better than Matt. But I also think that he made up a lot of stuff to make himself sound so good 
and yeah, a lot of it was even, lies. Yeah, I couldn't even watch Cameron's interview with that lady, or I didn't even attempt to click on Bowie James because I couldn't take nine minutes of her shouting with that lady's questions. Yeah, I like I said, I tried to watch. The only interview that I tried to watch was Jack's, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. I just could not even get through it. But I spent most of my day not only rewatching the finale twice, but also watching the um, season recap, which was nearly four hours. And I had a headache. So I was trying to get rid of a headache, laid down for a nap. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Just crazy. By the way, I, I, I was how happy was Bowie Jane? Have you ever seen any other person happier to be evicted? Uh, well, she was expecting it. She knew it was going to happen. Um, she, okay. He, um, Jagged changed his mind about evicting Matt when it was in the final four. And I think that was because they were warning him about how he was being perceived outside. So I think that kind of changed his mind a little bit. Um, thinking I'll win part one and I'm going to win the final HOH and I'll evict him then. And so when Matt won part one, and I think it was uh, not Wednesday, maybe Tuesday, was it? Maybe a Tuesday, I don't remember, but Matt had gone to bed, and Jag came in and was cuddling with him, you know? He was in in the bed and cuddling with him, and Bowie Jane came in, (coughs) and she laid on top of him for the longest time, and then she finally says, well, I'm going to go to bed, and she went into the scary room, and she was waiting for Jack. She was waiting for him to come in, and Jack just laid there for the longest time with that. And when he finally did get up and go back into the room, that is when he had made up his mind that it didn't matter. He was going to take Matt. He wasn't going to take Bowie. And when he got into that scary room, Bowie was ready to talk. So how did he, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was being very, I'm so tired. I just want to close my eyes and go... And she was like, she knew. (laughs) She knew. Because he was not nearly as gung-ho as, yeah, final two, baby. We're going to final two. I think that he, um, when he was cuddling with Matt, he thought there was no way he was going to be able to do it. And then he didn't know how to tell Boy Jane. But apparently he did, eventually. 
<laughs> but she she was prepared. She knew that he she wasn't gonna go. She knew that if he won, he was gonna take Matt. Right. But I have to tell you, I was so proud of Matt because in that final HOH, if he had just put one seventy, if he had put one seventy, he would have won that. But I was really proud uh, of him for, for, you know, answering those questions correctly. Gave him a run because I thought he was going to – I thought it was going to be a no-brainer. Jag was going to win. No problem. But Matt gave him a run for his money. Good boy. Now, here's a, here's an interesting question, though. Knowing how Matt performed in the question, if mm-hmm. we had seen – Instead of uh, instead of Matt and Jag, if we had seen Bowie versus Matt, do we think it would have been the same result? No. I think I think Matt would have beat her. Well, maybe. Because, I mean, you know, everybody everybody was talking about, uh, the big things that everybody was talking about was how, oh, uh, Bowie, you know, got all of these, uh, had all had uh, those three HOH wins. You know, it's like nobody nobody cared whatsoever the fact that uh, you know the fa- the fact that she had basically no social game. I don't think she if if she had won the final HOH and taken Jag, Jag would have won. I think there was no way Bowie James was going to win. Period. Oh, I agree with that. I don't think, you know, Bowie Jane is basically, uh, and this is what kind of surprised me that Jag didn't take her, was that Bowie Jane was more, she's basically the definition of a layup, essentially, when it comes to, oh, you want, you know, you want the easiest win possible. Uh, she's basically the definition of a layup. In yeah, in the case of like if you're winning a, a reality competition, yep, she would have been an easy. So, yep. Needless to say, I was very surprised that she wasn't the one that was taken. I don't know. Well, I, I think I kind of understand it though. Um, I think Matt would have been loyal and taken Jag, and I was glad to see that he that Jag was loyal and took Matt, because at least Matt got something, you know. Right. Yeah, at but, least he got uh, what was it? What was it? Seventy-five k or seventy k? Yeah, seventy-five k. 
So I, I you know, at least he gets uh, at least he gets that, and he was of course in the running for uh, what's it called? Um, he was in the running for America's Favorite Player as well. I obviously <coughs> the casuals all voted for Cam. <coughs> That was ridiculous. I agree. I agree, but the thing the thing is, I kind of feel like the only reason why they voted for Cam was because he was the only person to have actually made any sort of move whatsoever. Like everybody, everybody was on cruise control, and then he basically made that first move that all of a sudden shook up the entire game. Yeah, I don't know. I um. Uh, it just made me sick. Basically, that he won that just because. Rusty, what, what did you think? Of the, of, uh, oh, never mind. Go ahead. No, go. Go ahead. Well, I was I was gonna I was gonna ask Reggie's thoughts on uh, what she thought of uh, of Cam being the uh, America's favorite player winner over uh, over Matt and Sari. Well. Like Melissa said, it was all the common people that didn't watch the feeds or didn't get on Big Brother uh, whispers, you know, threads or anything. They didn't see his nasty side um, like we did or like Melissa would report in her daily, you know, updates and everything because I would click on there. A lot of times I didn't say anything, but I would look at him every day and there was... Uh, Cameron being snidey and sarcastic and talking down to the women and um, having been, you know, he was just nasty, starting with Riley. And then he he got on to America. And, like, he slammed Marie, uh, Sari and Felicia at times in the kitchen. I can't remember what he said to, I think it, it was one of them, too, but it was just like, what did he just say? And he said it so casually, like he had done it all his life. It was nothing new to him to be nasty to a woman. The only time that I really felt he was being genuine in his feelings, well, besides being nasty, but when his daughter come on, when they had the home visit with the, you know, the film and his daughter was there, I, I seen him melt. That girl, but. If he can treat women like that, what's going to happen when his daughter gets old and, you know, bucks him or doesn't listen to him? Doesn't feel mm. he's all perfect in God. I, I, you know, I'm not saying he would ever talk to her the way he did to the women in the house, but spots don't drop off of a a leopard or a lion or no lions don't have spots who has spots giraffes spots don't fall off a giraffe (laughs) i I don't know where i was going with that but you know what i mean um yeah 
I have, and, and I he, know. Was, he was I shocked know. America voted for him, and he's probably going, yeah, I fooled them. Yeah, you know, I was I was really surprised that he ultimately ended up getting the uh, that, that he ended up getting it because I I thought that I thought it was a pretty it, it would have been a pretty easy Sari or Matt win, but I think maybe perhaps what may have killed it for Matt was the fact that. Uh, you know, he had been associated the last, uh, you know, the last two weeks with everything that uh, Jag and Bowie were doing. And him yeah. as well. You know, I wonder if maybe that is what, that is what may have, uh, what may have potentially killed it for him. Yeah, I don't know. But all in all, I'm so glad that the season is over. It was way too long. Um, I did not like it starting later. And I didn't like that it was extended. Well, you know, they, CBS did that because they could have a fresh reality show where every other station was running reruns. That's why Survivor is 90 minutes. That's why Amazing Race is 90 minutes. I mean, Wednesday night, I feel like my butt goes to sleep. It's, yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's, the, it's because of the it's because of the strike. Yep. And they needed something to fill the fill the void. I and suppose. and then CBS is going, oh, our viewership is up. Well, you think? Please don't try to blow smoke up our butts and tell us we have gas. We all know why your viewership is up is because you've got new product. Be it reality, you still got new product. Yeah. Yeah. And uh oh, you know, also another thing too, speaking of viewership being up, this was actually uh the finale was the highest rated show for this season within the last seven weeks. Hmm. Which, I, you know, I guess maybe, maybe it was just the way that, you know, fans were saying, oh, thank God this season's over. I only have, I only have to watch one more episode of it. Um, but I thought, I thought it was kind of interesting that literally uh, the finale was literally the highest rated episode that they had since week seven. What what else was on last night on the other stations? Anything? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. It was a Thursday, so I mean, well, actually, I can't say football because Thursday night football is on a uh, Prime Video, so uh, that wouldn't affect thing. That wouldn't affect viewership. Um, you know, honestly, I can't remember. I can't remember what else would have been on. Uh, would have been on, but hey, Reggie, at, at least we can look forward to this. The fact that uh, I mean, we don't have to. We don't have to see. Uh, you know, Yellowstone uh, delay a television show any longer. 
True. Considering considering the show is over. Sometimes I would take a nap in the afternoon. Of course, Sundays are boring anyway, but I'd just take a nap, and that way I was able to get through the, the program, you know, because I have to get up, too, in the mornings, and I know you have to get up at the crack, but it's stupid. So it's like, oh, my gosh. But And some Sunday nights were so boring. I wish, I wish Big Brother would not have each and every one of the people that's doing a veto or whatever explain the rules. Oh, my God, that just chapped me. I mute it. I mean, how often do we have to hear that you have to swing on a rope and look at all these pictures and then put it all together? Holy crap, shut up. I did not like bring. Thank you, Reggie, for bringing that up because I need to, that just reminded me of something that I was going to bring up tonight. Why the fuck do you have to get, explain the rules of rock, paper, scissors? Agreed. Do you really oh think that lowly of your fan base? Yep. Yep. Well, and and to be fair, he, he didn't up? explain it. He just said, oh, well, come on. Who doesn't know the rules to rock, paper, scissors? Right? Right. but at the He didn't really time, explain though, it's them. The fact, it's, he didn't explain it, but it's the fact that they even felt the need to even include that. Yeah. Steve, what was it I was going to remind you to bring up tonight? There was something you oh, said, remember. Um, remember that? And I said, I will remind you. Was it last I think it Sunday? happened on, no, it was Sunday, I thought. Or Sunday or Tuesday. Oh, man, I don't remember what it was now. Hang on a minute. Let me... Let me check. Let me check it because it might be. Uh, well, I don't think it was Tuesday because. Um, I said I will. Be Tuesday sure was to the recap you. show. Yeah, and I yeah, no, I, it yeah. wasn't Tuesday because yeah, you it didn't had even to been you didn't Sunday. even say anything. So let's see. No, I was Sunday, I had Sunday. Yeah, I had company because I was doggy sitting, and they came back right at like five after seven my time. And then they had to visit and, you know, whatnot and another. So they'd been in Denver, so they had to tell me all about Denver, and they'd went to the springs and this and that and another. So I was like, okay, I'm glad it was tonight when the recrap show was on, not any other time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I remember what this was. Uh, so Taylor, Taylor had a segment on yep. Sunday night yep. and basically, uh, she brought up, you know, she, she, she was discussing the, uh, the pros and cons of the potential final, you know, of the final three and who could potentially win. And the one thing that pissed me off so much was that the feminist side basically came out of Taylor by basically saying, 
Oh, well, Bowie, uh, Bowie's accomplishments would be, uh, you know, uh, are, are being, uh, are being downplayed, but you almost have to wonder what people would think uh, if she was a man with those same accomplishments. I mean, she didn't have any accomplishments. What does that have to do with anything? What the fuck she didn't does ha- that have to do with, uh, with the fact that she was furniture for basically the entire season and two of those three comp wins were thrown to her specifically? And mm-hmm. I won't include the third because Felicia was just completely stupid in that guess. So um, I'm not even going to include that, the Felicia win. Uh, but seriously... Even if even if she was a man, I still would I still would be saying the same thing right now. Yep, yep. I'm so glad I brought that up she, to get your blood pressure up. She's she was basically furniture the entire season, and even when she won those competitions, or, or I'll I'll put it in quotations, won those competitions. She didn't even want to make a decision. She didn't want to make a move. Now, granted, she she got rid of Cam, but she was kind of forced into that. That was a JAG thing. That wasn't her. Yeah, that was more of a JAG thing. If anything... Yeah, but you know what? This is one of the instances where Matt had talked JAG into getting rid of Cam because actually um, Jag did not want to get rid of Cam. He thought it was too early, but Matt talked him into it. And then it was a matter of trying to talk Bowie into talking Bowie into saying, you know, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. And I need to have more information, blah, blah, blah. And then, that was when they came up with the idea of making the final three with her and team player, blah, blah, blah. Yes, Jag is the one that went up there at the very last and said, uh, this is what Cam has said about, this is what Cam said about you, which ultimately changed her mind into evicting Cam, but it was actually Matt who had convinced Jag that it was the right thing to do. But Jag, because he originally did not want to do that. Well, that, reminding, saying that, Melissa, today when I listened to Matt's interview with that lady, he did say she only really played the game the last five weeks. He knew that. Why didn't he say, the, say it to the jury, you know, saying, I, I watched this and, I, I, you know, and and when um, I would have been very upset if I'd been Matt when when Jag goes, I convinced Matt to get rid of Sari because I knew she was, you know, and how did that make Matt feel? Because he stood right there and says, I knew uh, he would take Sari. He said something about Sari and Matt. Matt has to feel like so stupid now by just listening, and he should have stuck to his guns. I just, it would have been a total different ball game if Matt had not evicted Sari. So and he, 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 
yeah, he shouldn't have put her up there, but he totally believed that she was safe. He thought that Felicia would be going home. Yeah. And and it was Jag who said, no, we got to get rid of Sari because he knew that Sari, that Matt may have a an idea that he would take Sari to the final two if she stayed in the house. Yep. And I think what and and I want to bring this up. I know it's totally off topic, but I really, really enjoyed that nobody caught on to Jared and Sari. And like Matt said in that interviewer, was it Jag or whatever? He says, "Well, no wonder I could never work with Jared or Sari because I was go- they were on the opposite sides of the house." And I was going to one and going to the other and saying, we got to get rid of them. And, I mean, it was really kind of comical. But the faces, when they showed that little clip when uh, uh, Julie, show, you know, told each of those people and the jury, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with how far Matt's jaw dropped to the floor. I know. I mean. And they jumped up and started jumping around. It was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was kind of cute. I liked that segment of it. Well, I thought it was really funny when Corey said, Corey said, I evicted Jared thinking I could work with Sari. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny. Him yeah. and that stupid porn stash. Oh my God. That uh that oh yeah. <laughs> I I evicted Jared and thought I could work with Sari. How you know, he just he, they were all kicking themselves. But I really respected Izzy for never saying anything and then Izzy like she told everybody I'm a survivor geek. I knew immediately because I followed Sari. You know, I was on her Facebook. I was this. I was that. She goes, I, you know, and that kind of shocked everybody, too, that Izzy knew from the very get-go of standing outside the house and never said a word. Talk about that would be a friend to have for life because you always know they've got your back. Yeah, and Blue, Blue knowing, too. Yes, and Sari goes, we will talk after the show. Yeah, that kind of, you could oh, see yeah. Sari say she was hot. She yeah. was hot. <laughs> you oh, probably yeah, knew, oh, yeah, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, she was, staring like, daggers. she was staring daggers at him the entire time. And he didn't even really make eye contact except right at the very first, and then he just darted away. It was like, nope, I'm not looking at Mama right now. I'm done. I know I'm I'm cooked. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, especially since he was trying to convince her that Blue knew because it was her fault. Right? <clears throat> yes. Yes, and now Sari is not – she was playing all that back in her mind sitting there. But I have to say one thing. I thought Sari looked gorgeous last night in that yellow, and I really liked Felicia outside of her robe. I thought that was lovely. Yeah. She didn't have, and she wasn't eating food, pulling it out of the pocket. 
or wearing her T-shirt dress. True. Yeah, yep. that T-shirt dress. You're right. Yeah, there were, there were two things I noticed the most last night uh, during that whole finale, when especially when they got to, uh, you know, when they got to the jury and the pre-jury. Felicia's laugh and Heisem's laugh. I mean, those two were literally maybe the most, like, for somebody who gets to, if somebody gets distracted very easily, like, Felicia and Heisen's laughs just completely took over every single segment that they, that, that they were yeah. in. But I noticed night. another it, thing I mean, about it was Heisen. hilarious. I noticed another thing about Heisen last night in the house. You know, we all know he's gay. There's no worries. I've got gays in my family, blah, blah, blah. But in the house, I don't think he acted, you know, as gay as he he did last night. I don't know how to explain that. But, you know, in the house, he acted more like macho or something. I don't know. And when he said something last night, it was like, what? That don't even sound, it didn't even sound like him, actually. So, yeah. But it was, I thought the, I thought for once, the, um, jury and the pre-jury and all them guys, they really interacted this time. It wasn't just all one-sided. They all had, and I couldn't figure out what Riley was pulling out. I had to ask on the thread, what did Riley have for the good luck charm? And it, it was, was a Q-tip. Q-tip. Okay. I yeah, it, it was a Q-tip because that. she had left him, I think, didn't she leave him like a Q-tip message or something? What, what the hell or, does that mean? I don't know. It was something like they did something with Q-tips when the both of them were in the house. But now they must have been more serious in the house than anybody thought because she knows his best friend and she's over at his mom and daddy's house. You know, she's just kind of wormed her way right into the family. Well, yeah, they're they're boyfriend and girlfriend now, don't you know? No, I didn't. I didn't know they were that close in the house. I, well, I must, apparently that must they were. Apparently, because it just went right over my head. I didn't even pick up on that. And then he said they were going to have a talk. Uh, you know, they were going to have their talk that they had talked about. And I'm like, what the hey? Where wh- Did I miss all that? How did I miss all this? So anyway, yeah. Yeah, um, so basically, apparently he whispered to her during the finale, or she whispered to him during the finale that her parents moved to Georgia while she was in the Big Brother house. So technically, she lives only three hours from him now. So, uh, needless to say, they're going to be spending quite a lot of time together. Well, you know, they actually make a cute couple. And and yeah, you know, I mean, a, a lot of people were expecting them to be the showmans of the season, not uh, Corey and America. Well, that was just so ridiculous. That's all America wanted was to have a showman's. Right. She was acting like a giddy teenager, like a fourteen-year-old. Sometimes in those diary room sessions, it's like, "How old are we again?" 
Remind me how old you are again. Yeah. Yeah, needless to, you know, needless to say, it was definitely a little overkill uh, by her. Um, well, Big Brother wanted somebody to have a, a, a showman because that, you know, well, yeah. they feel that attracts viewers. So they really played yeah. that up. Ugh. But uh, last night, though, we did see a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of firsts. Uh, Jag, not only did he win the most vetoes in the season, but he officially now holds the competition record for the most competitions won in a single season, uh, breaking the tie between Michael and Janelle, uh, who previously both had nine. But by winning the final HOH, Jag officially broke that tie with his 10th competition win. Uh, he is also, uh, like we mentioned previously, the first the first six uh, contestant to have officially won. And he is also the first contestant to have been eliminated, return, and win that specific season. In Big Brother history. Now, technically, I, I know I know that technically he wasn't eliminated because he was saved, but technically, yes, he was eliminated. So that does count as he does count as being a returnee, so to speak. Yeah. Yep. And also, he has the most eviction votes cast against of any American winner as well. Wait a minute. Hmm. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Was he even up? Wait. Oh, he had. Wait a minute. He had twelve. Hang on a second. When was he? Oh yeah, because of the twelve nothing vote. That's right. That's right. Okay. So yeah, because of the twelve nothing vote, uh, he now holds that record. For the most amount of votes cast against uh, for a single uh, Big Brother winner. Um, I was on, I was on mute when you guys were talking about the showman. I got to tell you. That was so cute. Did you see the way that Riley was hugging Matt? She was holding yeah. him so tight and whispering in his ear. How cute. I bet you Cameron was climbing the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, per- yeah. pretty damn sure that, Ca- that Cameron, uh, Cameron didn't quite appreciate it. Well, he had this thing in his head that he was he was going to get out of the house, and he and Riley would go off into the sunset. He was convinced that he was going to have a relationship with her outside the house. Wrong. But that that was the main reason why he wanted to get Riley away from from Matt, and that's why he went and told Izzy everything about family style. Right. 
he wanted to pull Riley, go to the other side, and get her away from Matt. Because he wanted her for himself. Mhm. Yeah, it's just, it, it's it's astounding the uh, the childish jealousy. I guess uh, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just I found this video. I gotta I gotta uh, I gotta post it in uh, in Big Brother Whispers. It's just absolutely hilarious. Uh, you know the Key and Peel sketch where uh, Key, I think, is a Key. Who, who's the uh, the shorter one? The shorter one is Jordan Peel, right? Of what? Uh, for uh, of the duo of uh, of Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peel. I don't even know who they are. They're a, a comedian duo. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Both Melissa and I are going, yeah, okay, we don't do that. But because uh, there's uh, there's one there, there's one there's one sketch where he's Barack Obama and he starts uh, he starts shaking everybody's hand, uh, but yet. Uh, on certain, when he gets to certain people, he does this, uh, some sort of, uh, specific, uh, some sort, he does something other than shake their hand, like he either hugs them or he does some sort of, I forget, I forget what it is, but, uh, I found He likes to put his hand on their shoulder. He likes to put his hand on their shoulder or in their upper arm near their shoulder. That's what Barack Obama does. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I'm watching, mm-hmm. I'm watching it right now, and it's uh, the uh, the big the Big Brother 25 edition. He shakes the hand of the power of invisibility, the zombie twist, uh, the secret HOH twist, and then he does this this uh, the the thing that Barack Obama does uh, with the uh, with the three fields as a 17th house guest twist. And then he immediately goes back to shaking the hand for Jared's misogyny, Matt's misogyny, Cameron and Red's misogyny, <laughs> and you, you just you gotta you gotta watch it in order to get it because it's it's just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's making me laugh because it's so true. Um. But that's besides the fact, though. I, I, I did just uh, I, I just posted it in uh, in Big Brother Whispers right now. Um, but you, you know, I think the one thing though that uh, that we have to ask is, have we ever seen any bigger of a dominating season? And, uh, you know, I, I say this loosely because we all know the type of player that Jag was, but I don't think we've seen any more of a dominant season in terms of, in terms of competitions, in terms of, of being actually able to control who was going home that specific week. 
than Jag, right? I mean, the close, the next closest would be what, Mickey? Hang on. I don't know. I didn't watch Mickey's season. I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. Well, maybe it's kind the of the only thing that you didn't. The only season the, I have uh, never watched. Yeah, the only season I never watched of Big Brother was season nine and season twenty-one. Well, you missed one hell of a doozy with season nine. Ugh, I couldn't take it. Their orgies and shit. Oh, God. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, um... I didn't watch it. You know, we did, uh, obviously, uh, from looking at this whole season... You could really say that this season basically completely turned around as soon as Heisum got evicted and then Red got evicted. More in particular, I think we could almost say, would it, would would the turning point be the Heisum eviction or would it be the Red eviction? Because the Red eviction is what really pissed Cam off to essentially – Turn around and have every and you know t- and take out uh, take out Izzy. I mean, what would really be considered the uh, the turnaround point of this season? Well, I think it was when Izzy left. Well, I think that was a major thing was when Izzy left because Sari kind of lost her right-hand man, so to speak. True, but you could argue, though, you could, you could argue that if they had kept Heisem instead of Cameron, that maybe perhaps Red doesn't leave. Maybe perhaps Izzy doesn't leave. Yeah. Because that that entire decision for them to get rid of Heistam basically started a huge domino effect. That many would look... I know there were a lot of people... Yeah, there were a lot of people that were mad when they got rid of Heisman, but I was so happy. Yeah, I think I was super there, happy. Were, uh, there, there were a lot of people that were kind of angry that he got that he got evicted, though, because he was, you know, he was the one old school type of villain that we had in this season up until his eviction. Yeah, but he was also the one that was going to be um, 
well, it's like everybody was saying, he got to be so, this is how it's going to be done, and this is what we're going to do. And so, matter of fact, and, um, you know, take control and not let anybody do anything, you know? Right. And one of the reasons why he have to ask, ask, I, I would love to ask him uh, exactly how that went down. Um, who was it that went to Riley? Who was it that went to Riley and um, and she had said? Uh, God damn it. <laughs> that Hysum was after her. It was Hysum and Izzy. They had told her, told Riley that they were after her. And so in turn, she wanted to target them. And then they acted like, well, Riley has spoke my name and, you know, that she was going to target me, so she has to go. I think it was, I think it was, uh, what's his butt, Cameron, that got that ball rolling. I can't remember. It could have been. I mean, that was uh, that was quite a while ago, obviously, right at the beginning of the season. But it could have. Yeah, been. and when when uh, oh god, what was she saying that was going to be the replacement nom? I can't even remember. Oh, they were saying. Oh, wait a minute. You're right. Why aren't they going to put Luke up? (coughs) This was Izzy. They've got to be planning to backdoor three. (coughs) And she was making this big stink that Riley was going to be backdooring three, which made Hysom want to target Riley. Oh, God, I don't even remember. But I do know that Hysom was extremely jealous because he wanted to be part of that big um, competitive team. Right, he wanted to be part of the cool kids, basically. Yeah, he wanted to be part of the cool kids, and he wasn't, and that really pissed him off. And he thought it was all Riley's fault, but it wasn't. I think Izzy played Izzy and Jared double dealing did that. So basically, that got that got all, that got the whole boat, the whole the whole thing running essentially. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. But you know, it, it just it, it kind of makes you wonder though if they had kept Tyson, what may have potentially happened moving forward? 
I don't know. You know, if they had kept Tyson, uh, maybe would the uh, obviously the professors would have probably uh, would have probably continued on. But it ju- it, ju- it just really makes you, it really makes you wonder, you know, uh, you know, what, would Sari and Felicia have continued to be as messy as they were, or you know, would we have seen possibly a little bit, you know, like a little a little bit more of a of a of a calming down. Uh, sense, if you would. Oh, I don't uh, think I, ha- I don't think Tyson would have calmed down. I don't think he would have calmed down. No, but what, but what I mean, what I mean is, in terms of you know, maybe perhaps uh, with Cam not being there to stir the pot, you know, maybe we wouldn't, maybe uh, we wouldn't have seen. You know, like Corey and Jared being turned against each other, so to speak. You know, maybe there maybe there were certain things that would have been avoided. I don't know. It hurts my head to even think that think about that. So what well, is I, this? Oh, I'm sorry, Melissa. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, I One thing I liked about this season is they didn't get rid of all the older people first. I know they probably kept Mama C and Mama B in to cook and clean. I got that. Because, well, and besides that, they weren't threats. But I also really loved this season that the minute somebody was evicted, you know, it wasn't because of their color. Did you notice that this year was one of the first years in a while that it that online and everything it didn't go blow up about discriminatory and being because they were you know black or they were you know like when uh, when Jag got evicted it wasn't because of his religion you know it was because he as a player got evicted. Uh huh. When Jared got evicted, he as a player got evicted. You right. know, and like when Blue got evicted because she was Oriental, it wasn't her uh, being Oriental. She got evicted as a player. I really, really love that, that not all that garbage, you know, was being, you know, spilled all over. Yeah. I'm done. That's Agreed. All. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I did kind of like that. This was, uh, you know, this this was more of a season that, you know, if people got evicted, it was for specific reasons, not necessarily because of, you know, some of the stuff that we've seen previously. Where, I mean, ju- you know, just for example, uh, what's his, you know, dur- during the whole cookout season. Uh, they evicted all the all the White House guests because they had a mission to be the first ever uh, final right. six of nothing but of people of color. 
Um, and by the way, apparently that's another thing that's kind of pissing people off is the fact that the last three ever ever since they ever since they changed up the whole formula for casting now, the last three winners have all been people of color. And apparently that's what's pissing a lot of people off now too. Is Jag a person of color? Yeah, technically. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's Arab. Wouldn't you call that Arab? But that okay. or Indian? Well, he's a he's, uh, uh, Sikh. He's Sikh. Sikh or Sikh or however they well, call. Well, I know, but what's the, the the general nationality? Where does that Technically come from? Indian. Technically Indian. Indian. Punjab. Okay. Then there was Taylor last year, and then who else before that? Xavier. Huh? Xavier. Xavier. Yep, yep, yep. Well, now next year they'll Mm -hmm. have to have Brianna win it. Well, Derek won it. Didn't he win Big Brother, Derek? But that was was all the way back to 16. uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, Derek. Long? Holy, him and Claire have been been together for eight years? Oh, no, 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 not him. Not him. I thought oh. you were talking about Derek LeBaster. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. No, Derek X is on the same um, season as Xavier. Yeah, oh, De- Derek right. X won, Derek X won uh, The Amazing Race. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So, what is that reindeer game crap going to be? Well, um, they're going to have it. Okay. I mean, yeah, you go, you go ahead and explain it, Melissa, because I got, I still got to find the thing. Yeah, he'll look for it. Basically, it's going to be six episodes over two weeks. And there's going to be like three or four competitions on each episode that will come down to a, a Santa blowout or something like that to determine who goes home. And I'm not sure exactly how many contestants there are going to be in total, um, but it's going to be all competitions. There's going to be no feeds. They are not going to live in the house. I believe they're probably going to put them up in a hotel or something. Yeah. And um, I do believe that Cameron is going to be the one from season 25 that goes in. I think so, too. And, yep. And what makes me say that is that one day he went into the diary room. He wasn't in a very good mood. And when he came out, he was very happy, and he was like, I had a great DR, and I know there's opportunities for me waiting, you know. So I think at that point, they had asked him if he would do it. Um, and then I think that Rachel Riley is going to be on there because I remember a um, interview that she did with 
uh, Kate Dunn. Or is her name oh, Kate Cat Dunn? Dunn. Uh, Cat, Cat, Cat Dunn. Dunn. Yeah, Cat Dunn. And said something along the lines of she had something coming up, but she wasn't able to talk about it, but it would be towards the end of the year. Well, that would definitely so I think say. she's gonna. I think she's gonna do it. So it sa- it says here that it will be nine competitors. And, oh, okay. Uh, it, it will be hosted. This will be the first Big Brother related event that will not be hosted by Julie Chen. Instead, uh, Jordan Lloyd, the winner of Big of Big Brother season eleven. Uh, as well as Derek X and Tiffany from season 23 will be, and I quote, Santa's elves who will uh, guide the players through this uh, six-episode series. So basically, from what it sounds mm-hmm. like, it sounds like it's going to be it's going to be either two or three weeks with two to three episodes per week. And I think it's three episodes it's over two weeks. Three, I think it's six yeah. episodes have, over two weeks. Steve, are we going to have a thread, or are, is it just going to be each people? You know. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a well, it's, we might have a thread, but because we don't have the live feed updates, there's not going to be a live feed, so we're not going to be able to do it daily. But we may have, maybe maybe we can do a live chat during the episode. Yeah, you know, you know what I might do. I may I may just keep uh, I I may just put up uh, one standard live chat thread, and I'll keep it pinned up on top. Um, because I mean, it's only going to be six episodes. Yeah. So. You know, I don't think there's a need to oh do a different live chat thread for each episode. Uh, and who knows who even who's even going to be interested in it at the same time as well. You know, that's kind of why yeah. I said at the beginning of the show tonight, I'm not even certain if we're even going to do a podcast because all it is is competition based. There's not really. There, there's not really any strategy that's going to be involved. You know, it's basically just going to be a competition. Like, who can, uh, you know, who can beat the others? It's basically their way of filling time, of, of filling a time slot for a couple of days until they get until they get something that they can place in that time slot. You know, it's it's almost like, uh, well, you know, we don't have enough uh, we don't have enough episodes of Yellowstone to put in this time slot, so we need we need Big Brother uh, to take up at least six uh, six different days full of it. Yeah, I was so hoping we were going to have a like a Legends type thing where. You know the quick three weeks or 
a month or whatever, like a celebrity type thing, only with or Big Brother Legends. Or a lot of people were thinking of Big Brother over the top as well, considering there yeah, was an over yeah. the top Easter egg. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <clears throat> that's what I was going to say is over the top. So needless to say, you know, the reaction that I saw on Twitter for this, it didn't seem like a lot of people were interested at all in what, you know, this could be a huge bomb for, for CBS to even, to even, you know, do this because it didn't seem like there were a lot of people that were interested at all. Well, let me tell you something, honey. It's Big Brother. And those diehard Big Brother fans, they'll be watching. They'll be watching. Oh, I'm sure they probably will be. What the heck noise is going on? Well, I went to click back, and I accidentally hit the button, and I stopped it. Nothing now. Oh, oh, good. Oh, I'm so sorry. I went to click back and I hit the the volume thing. Uh, you know, like uh, it was an advertisement, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. And you know how you try to get it off right the way, and then your finger don't hit the right little circle. So it was uh-huh. me. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? Just Reggie. Um, yeah. Awareness level to see how aware you uh-huh. are. I said you should. What? Okay, so this, so this is only a ten-day thing. It says it premieres on the eleventh, and the finale is on the twenty-first. Where four players will make it to the finale on the twenty-first, with one player claiming the hundred thousand-dollar prize. So this is only like a 10-day, a span of 10 days, essentially. Well, and it's going to be filmed ahead. Yeah. They said that it's going to be completely filmed. It'll be completely filmed before they even do the premiere episode. Right. So a lot of people were thinking that it would even start today. Yeah, that's exactly what I said last night. You know, I said last night yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they started filming it today. And also, based off of, uh, I know one of my one of my sources that I get the spoiler, uh, the challenge spoilers from, uh, they're thinking about spoiling the cast. So what that tells me is one of Josh or Fessy must be on this season. Because it has to have, they, there must be some sort of connection to the challenge for uh, for them to have info on this season or on this uh, specific thing that's going on. Hmm. Well, I, Which, like you I know said what? Last I night, would... they, 
if, if that's the case, they're using the term legend very loosely. Yeah, I would predict um, eh, I would say probably Josh. I mean, he is a winner, so it would make sense that it would be Josh uh, as opposed to Fabio. Yeah. And I don't think Janie or Dan will be doing it because they have, they're still under contract with Peacock. Um, oh, that is, a, that is a good point. I brought them up as a possibility yeah. as a possibility last night, uh, but that is a good point. They are technically under contract with uh, Peacock for the for the traders. I just I really hope that a lot of it is uh, you know I I hope that a lot of it isn't recency bias. You know, like we're gonna the only players we're gonna see are more recent players. You know, I hope we could see somebody like a Danielle, for example, get to participate or you know, people we haven't seen in a long time. Like, hell, I know it won't happen because of his uh, recent legal issues, but, hell, uh, put, you know, put Boogie on there. I'm sure Boogie would be uh, would be willing to, to, uh, to compete for cash. I do not think that CBS would do that. Well, that's why I said guaranteed, you know, or, you know, considering he has his uh, – he has his uh, recent issues. Yeah, but I think CBS ultimate, is probably done with Boogie. Letdown, I feel. Yeah, probably. But I, you know, I just I kind of feel like it's it's a letdown because everybody was expecting, you know, another celebrity version or maybe Big Brother over the top two. Uh, I mean, let's put it this way. If if they didn't do Big Brother over the top now, they're probably never going to do it again. So, you know, yeah, I feel they bad were, for uh, every, uh, scuttlebutt, every though. There's scuttlebutt, though, because they were saying that possible that we might see a winter something winter because the writer's strike even though it's over now they're going to need filler because they don't have the the episodes to show new seasons of their regular shows well they can do Yellowstone reruns <laughs> oh god I mean, after all, that's what that's what made them so important over Big Brother this season. Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I and don't also, know where that came I feel, from. I feel that if they were gonna do if they were gonna do a over the top season, 
or a winter season that they would do it instead of this uh, reindeer games uh, crap that they're going to do. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, who knows? Yeah. So maybe, may, maybe perhaps reindeer games will actually be worth watching, but uh, I'm not putting that much stock into it, though. Just put, just putting it pretty bluntly. Well. We are officially into the overtime portion. Um, oh, my goodness. Honestly, I don't really know how much more. Uh, what else do we have to discuss uh, from this season? Nothing. Yeah, it's over and done with. I'd be, I'm sure that over the next few days, there's going to be a lot more interviews and all that kind of good stuff coming out. Um, I, um, well, there's nothing that I can do about Jag winning. Um, like I had said, um, I was happy that he took Matt, and I know I had said that I'd be happy if he won if Matt could not, but I have since changed my mind, and it's all the way, all because of the way he acted in the finale, and the way that he lied about some things, and yeah, not thrilled, but I'm sad that Matt could not articulate his game because he had a hell of a game. He was really, really a good player. He just could not articulate his game. And that doesn't mean he's dumb. It just means that he... He just wasn't prepared. You know? you know, one thing that I was, one thing that kind of pissed me off about the finale was that they claimed that the jury roundtable got very heated, and there was a lot of conflict and arguments. But yet, according to Cam, he said basically the only conflicts that came up was between Felicia and Sari every now and then, or Sari would talk her piece to Corey. And basically, Cam, Blue, and America never really got thrown into the mix at all. Uh, So it really seems like pretty much what we saw of the jury roundtable on TV is essentially what we is essentially what was done. Mm Hmm. So it it it's almost like. You know, CBS was hyping it up, and nothing really happened at the jury roundtable. Like we could argue, this was maybe one of the one of the calmest 
roundtables that we've uh, that we've seen on the on 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 a Big Brother season. And one thing I do want yeah. to see, by the way, next starting next season, bring back more jury videos. Don't don't yeah. save, don't save the jury all for just one live eviction. <laughs> I mean, I think once the jury started, we should have a jury segment every episode, or at least every live eviction, like we used to. Yeah, every live eviction episode. Yes. Mhm. Yep. But uh, anyway, so um, with that being said, uh, you know, we did pretty much discuss all of all of Big Brother, all of the finale and everything. Um, before we wrap this up, I do want to give a big thank you uh, to Melissa and Reggie for joining us every week this season. Um I wish we could have well, had some I, of I'm our. Well, I'm supposed uh, to be your previous... co-host, but okay. Uh, I know, but I, I'm sorry, Melissa. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I do want to give a big thank you as well to Melissa for 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 you doing all of the live feed updates all season long. Um, You're welcome. Even though obviously, obviously the last uh, the last two weeks or so, it wasn't really worth doing the live feed update. So, um, but no. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed listening to uh, the three of us uh, chat every single every single week about about Big Brother this season. Um you know, who knows if we're gonna do we don't know if we're gonna do a podcast for reindeer games. Uh it remains to be seen, I guess. I, I wouldn't bank on it, but um is there anything is there anything else uh uh the two of you, Melissa, Reggie? Want to uh, want to mention before we uh, close it out here? I would like to thank Melissa because I know I didn't say every day thank you for the updates, but I read you thousands of them. I mean, the I don't know how you did it because as I got to reading and all these links and all this and all the Twitter and whatnot, I'm like going, when's that girl go to the bathroom? She is always doing mm-hmm. this. And, and yeah, I, really, I tried to do it every two hours. Oh, my God. Well, it sure did show. It sure did show. And that's like after a while I thought, well, if I put a like on them, she knows I'm reading them, you know. But also, yeah. um, Steve, thank you for including me. I know I didn't call in like in the very, you know, but I did this time. So thank you for always including me and everything. I appreciate it. And that's all I got to say. It's a wrap. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for calling right. in. Thanks, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and we hope to see you back next season. Okay, then. Bye-bye, yep. y'all. Uh, 
Yep, we will we will be back next season. Uh, hopefully, it's a lot earlier than this past season, and we're not uh, we're not mixing Big Brother and Survivor together again. Uh, but I do want to give a, a reminder as well. Uh, we do have the Survivor Forty Five Recap Podcast every Thursday. Oh, excuse me, every Thursday night uh, at nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, obviously, for sports fans, we do have the Sports Whispers Weekly podcast uh, every Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you guys want to join in on the conversation, either Big Brother, Survivor, or Sports, or even Amazing Race, we have Amazing Race uh, live chat uh, every Wednesday night. Uh, you can join the Whispers groups uh, on Facebook by searching either Survivor Whispers, Big Brother Whispers, uh, or Sports Whispers. Or if you're into spoilers, you know, jo- uh, request into Survivor Whispers premiere because that's where all the juicy stuff uh, is located for uh, fans that are uh, fans of spoilers, of spoiler content. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's that's a wrap for us officially this season. Uh, thank you, Melissa, of course, for uh, co-hosting with me uh, again this season. Uh, much like we have the past couple of se- the past couple of seasons here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Reggie, of course, for joining in. And I believe that, I believe we had a we had a few people call in. I think this season. Uh, Jim joined us. I think one one uh, one show. And uh, Laura, Laura did. Laura did join us. Hope, hopefully, next season she'll be able to join us a, a lot more. I know she's been uh, going through a few things this uh, this season, but um, yeah, that's going to be it for uh, for us here on the uh, Big Brother Twenty Five or the Matt and Jag uh, recap show. Uh, everybody, <laughs> enjoy the uh, break from Big Brother, except for the Big Brother Reindeer Games. And as always, uh, we will catch you guys, uh, well, you know, for any any uh, podcast-related content, just uh, stay tuned to blogtalkradio.com slash AE or to any of our major podcast networks like iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and so on and so forth. So that's okay. it. Uh, we have the happy. We'll see you guys next time. Okay. Yep. Have the happy. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.